is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Tuesday, December 15th, and uh, we are at our second-to-last waiver wire show of the fantasy football season. Goes quick, doesn't it? But if you're still listening, that probably means you are in your fantasy football semifinal, so congratulations to you. The work isn't over yet, though. And uh, just like last week, as you probably see from the timestamp on this thing, we'll keep it quick for you today. We're just going to roll through. The waiver wire is not chock full, but the plays that we're going to make. Also, I want to just give you a couple tips really quickly of how to work the waiver wire this week. It's a little bit of a different strategy than we ordinarily would take. That is all coming up here in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against the Sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Hey, with a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you could be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Uh, It's a good game, man. Go check it out over at monkeyknifefight.com. So before we dive into the waiver recommendations, and just like last week, I'm going to roll through in terms of my rankings, not by position. Keep it simple for you here at the end of the season. I want to throw out a couple strategy points, and the main strategy point really is to put up the blocker. And, And what that means is this week, we're not only really addressing our lineup when we hit waivers up, we're also addressing our opponent's lineup. So if you see your opponent is in need of a quarterback and you have the bench spot to do so, then go after a quarterback. You know, try and put the blocker up. Play the man, not the ball, right? Play your opponent in this contest here because really waivers is part of the game. It's not separate from what we're going to play this weekend. It's a whole part of the process. And better yet, if you put up the blocker, you grab somebody they need, you could put them on tilt. They could make bad decisions as a result. Another thing we can do is, of course, when we stream defenses and I'll have four, well, three defenses, one who might be owned, but three defenses for you to stream later on. Hey, if you, your opponent's somebody who's been streaming defenses all season long, then stream the defense, the top defense, even if you don't need them. Go after it this week. You're not guaranteed to play next week for sure. It's hard to make it to the fantasy championship round. You do need things to break the right way, of course, when the games happen. But you can do everything in your control to get an edge on your opponent. So that's really the big point uh, here. Also, just as a, a quick note, there are two Saturday games this week. So there's a Thursday game. There are two Saturday games. So don't forget about the Saturday games, okay? Uh, because you're, you're going to want to make sure, obviously, you have your lineup fine-tuned uh, there on Saturday. So uh, keep that in mind right there. Let's dive into it, though. And uh, number one on my list, the top-ranked, 
may not be available in your league, but he is available in 30% of leagues. His name is George Kittle. I'm going 20 to 30% on him. I think he is a sneaky ad. He could play this week, though I wouldn't 100% bank on that. This is more of a play of putting him on your bench uh, and pleasant surprise if he plays. And if not, the next week is really when he was supposed to be back all along. I'm surprised he's out there in that many leagues. And you know what? I always get the response of like, well, hey, Jeff, I mean, he's not out there in serious leagues. Well, I'm in a home league that's pretty freaking serious, and he's out there. Whoever drafted him, I don't know who the heck drafted him in that league, but they dropped him shortly after he got hurt, and he's been sitting there ever since. So you best believe I'm going after him on waivers tonight. Now, if he isn't out there, the top waiver ad of the the week, and this is weird. Every week I do this, and the top waiver ad is basically always a running back. If not, it's a wide out. Cam Akers is already widely owned, so he's not on this list. There really aren't any running backs that are that appealing who are on waivers. So it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, number two, 15 to 20%. He got the nod as the starter. Really not bad. I mean, not great, but not bad. Really solid as a runner. 100-yard rushing performance, high floor, high ceiling. He's a fringe quarterback one. We'll talk about him in rankings tomorrow, but I like him for these next two weeks. And number three, Jeff Wilson, the top running back on the board for me here, 15%. Raheem Mostert, Getting an MRI on that ankle, so he, I mean he could miss some time, and anytime miss now, I, I you, you just can't afford it. So uh, Jeff Wilson is in play. I would expect to see a lot of work for Jeff Wilson uh, in this contest if uh, if Raheem Mostert doesn't go. And we saw this already. Jeff Wilson against the New England Patriots, right? The game he got hurt in, but if he gets the work, I mean he's more of a. Um, you know, he's a more of a, a traditional early down runner than Mostert is. Mostert's more dynamic, more, uh, you know, he's got a little bit more of a three-down skill set. But Wilson has been used in the passing game, so he's intriguing. Nelson Aguilar, 15%. He's not the leading receiving target, that, of course, being Darren Waller, but he is the number one receiver, wide receiver on that team, trending up after a, another 100-yard performance here. He could potentially be a wide receiver three option. Chad Hansen, 12%. Yeah, Chad Hansen. Who'd have thunk it? Disappeared for two years. It was Dre. It was a fourth round pick, but disappeared. He's been the number one receiver for the Texans over the last two weeks. And I know what I just said. Brandon Cooks, he outsnapped. Then last week, he did Brandon Cooks obviously didn't play. And Chad Hansen out targeted Kiki QT. 12% on Hansen. And and by the way, QT is widely owned, so that's why he's not in this. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, 12%. Who'd have thunk an old running back in December, but, I mean, he's fresh. Only has 21 touches on the season. Ronald Jones, pinky surgery. He's not going to play this week. So I actually prefer McCoy. I'll talk about Fournette in a minute. Russell Gage at uh, 10%. Hey, he's not going to throw a passing score every week, but... If Julio, Julio can't seem to get healthy, and, and that only means more targets for Russell Gage. Tony Pollard, 10%. Zeke is still out snapping him, but Pollard has basically made this a full-blown committee. And so you get the handcuff plus. Benny Snell, 10%. James Conner dealing with a quad injury, looking iffy for Week 15. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 10%. Hasn't been the most consistent, but he is essentially the, you know, he's sort of 2-2B two and two B with Robert Tunyon as the second target in that offense. Coming off a solid performance last week there uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Rashard Hollywood Higgins at 
10% as well, 11th on my list. He's really emerged as that quality number two receiver in Cleveland. Uh, 10 targets on Monday night. Tim Patrick, 12%. Scored again, three, uh, three touchdowns the last two weeks for Timmy Patrick. I'm not getting too crazy here, but you know, at this point of the year, too, by the way, I guess that's the other main tip I probably should have said at the top of the show. Your money isn't worth what it used to be worth. Your money is is, you know, you spend ten, uh, you know, ten dollars on a player right now. You're getting that player at five dollars a week. With ten weeks left in the season, you're getting at a dollar a week, right? So your money goes a lot further earlier in the season. So you might as well spend it. You're not earning interest in the off season. Lynn Bowden. 10%. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are banged up at wide receiver. So Bowden, even though he's sort of like a hybrid, he's basically a wide receiver for them now, and they need him. James Washington, 7%. He's just not as good as Deontay Johnson, but Deontay Johnson could fall out of favor as a result of uh, you know, the drops. I, I, I This is more of a hedge. I don't think they ultimately do that, but you know, again, in deeper leagues or waiver wires picked over, you could do worse. Keelan Cole, seven percent. He's got a connection with Gardner Minshew, and he scored on with uh, you know with Minshew under center last week. Tyron Johnson, five percent. Mike Williams is banged up. I don't know if he makes the turnaround for Thursday night football. And Johnson wasn't that bad this past week. KJ Hamler, five percent, two touchdowns, sure, but there were his only two catches, so don't get too carried away there. Lanny Forget. Five percent. He's going to be active this week. I would, I really think, unless they do something crazy like have Keyshawn Vaughn active over him. Now that I say that, that probably could happen. <laughs> but I'm going to go five percent on him anyway because, like I said, Ronald Jones isn't going to play uh, at least this week. Mitchell Trubisky, five percent. He hasn't been terrible. He, he really hasn't. He gets Minnesota and Jacksonville in the next two. Those, those are pretty solid matchups for him. Big Irv, speaking of Minnesota, Big Irv, 5% for Irv Smith, got in the end zone last week, top 10 fantasy week, and if Rudolph doesn't play, Irv's like a prime streamer. Jared Cook, 5%, risen from the fantasy ashes, and uh, hey, he scored in each of the last two weeks. He's basically a 3-for-32 guy, but, you know, whatever. Sony Michelle, 5%, full-blown committee. You're really doing this to kind of hedge in case you get through to week 16, and Damian Harris goes down. You kind of need both to happen. Uh, Cole Komet, 5%. Yeah, Jimmy Graham got the touchdown, so Komet got gesickied. But Komet has, has out-targeted Jimmy Graham 14-5 to over the last two weeks. Uh, Travion Williams, 3%. Giovanni Bernard is toast, so it's either Williams or Pirine. Samaje Pirine, 3% as well. I, I just don't love that offense. They cannot move the football. Ito Smith, 3%. Todd Gurley is toast. They can move the football. They just can't, you know, seemingly can't put the ball in the end zone that often. But I, I would I would add him if you need it in deeper leagues. Matt Collins, 3%. Parker's banged up. Jakeem Grant's not going to play. And I don't think Parker plays either. So it could be Bowden and Matt Collins as the top two receivers. Of course, not a great matchup this week, but beggars can't be choosers. Adam Shaheen or Durham Smythe. Kind of pick your poison here, 3%. Who do you think is going to see the football if Gesicki doesn't play? And I'm not optimistic he does. Gardner Minshew, 3%. The mustache is back, baby. Uncle Rico, but he's only a deep league option. Dan Arnold, 3%. He's scored uh, three times in the last two games, but he hasn't seen more than four targets in any game this season. 
And the Mount Rushmore of Jags features Peyton Barber at 1%. He is an all-time Hall of Famer Jag. But if Antonio Gibson sidelines still, Barber gets the touches. He's like a desperation dart throw. Low upside. Uh, in terms of holding, I am going to hold is Ezekiel Elliott. Like I said, he's still out snapping Tony Pollard, and there is still some value to him. But in terms of cuts, Daniel Jones, he don't. Sorry, it was nice while it lasted. We're on to next year. I still believe in Daniel Jones for the long term, that they're going to turn things around and maybe, you know, having Saquon there and the team, if they they continue, they, they had a good offseason. If they have another good offseason, it'd be good for Daniel Jones. Both Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon, he don't, he don't. Giovanni Bernard is toast. Joe Mixon, I don't think he's coming back. So I'm not wasting my, my bench spot on him. Todd Gurley, he gone. Toast. I'm not hanging on anymore. I talked about that yesterday. John U. Smith, he gone. Uh, I think the future's bright for him. It's just the present isn't uh, right now. And you, you could stream. There are better options out there. Speaking of streamers, let's talk about the defenses for the week. So I said three, maybe four. Well, here's the fourth. I'll start with the fourth. If Miami was dropped last week, they were pretty widely dropped. Then they are the top option. They're not even really a streamer because I'm assuming they're owned. But if they are, aren't available, then here's my options. Cleveland. They are going up against the Giants. We saw, you know, what what they gave up to the Cards last week. The Browns are the, the greatest defense out there. No, and they showed that against the Ravens. But they are still very, very much uh, in play. Buffalo going up against Drew Locke. Sure, he threw, threw four passing scores last week. But Broncos are averaging 2.2 giveaways per game this season. And then if you're really desperate and you want to scrape the bottom of the barrel, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. The Tennessee Titans, they're playing Chase Daniel. Uh, last the, He started two games last year. Two picks, five sacks, and it was two contests. So, yeah, let's go after Chase Daniel in that contest with the Tennessee Titans. There you go. There's a waiver wire here for week 14. Remember, you can check out the waiver wire uh, rankings over at ftnfantasy.com. Also, ftnbets.com, ftndaily.com. It's 50 bucks for the remainder of the year for NFL uh, it's not a bad deal. I mean, it pays for itself there, especially on the bet site. If you want to get action in on the Super Bowl, we get all of the plays over there. You get all my player props. My player props crushed last night. A little two to my own whore. I needed it. Broke out of a little slump there. Needed it big time. Anyway, ftnbets.com for all of that. I appreciate everybody reviewing the show on iTunes. We're trying to get to 2,000 now. We get to 1,000 pretty quickly. 2,000 is a big number, though. And I'm going to need the Rat Pack's help to get us there. So if you haven't reviewed the show already, the easiest way to do so is if you have an iPhone, open up the Apple Podcast app, which you may be using right now, and then uh, go to my show, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, and scroll to the bottom, click the stars. If not, you can review the show on the web. Uh, Just do a Google search, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, uh, Apple Podcast, and then you can review it right there. It takes 30 seconds, super easy to do, and it helps a whole lot. So appreciate everybody there. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, and of course, use that hashtag RadPack. That way, I know you're a listener of the show. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Rankings, fantasy football semifinals, baby. Don't forget to put up that blocker. Play the man, not the ball. Block your opponent on waivers. Do it. Do it. All right, I'll be back tomorrow. Catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 